The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The May 10th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of May 10th, 2023. Mother's Day Q&A with Jessica and Edela Fleming. Three San Juan County deputies trained as animal control officers. Canoes are returning. Plus, choice excerpts from the sheriff's log. First, from the Islands Sounder, Mother's Day Q&A with Jessica and Edela Fleming. The Islands Sounder interviewed Orcas Islander Jessica Fleming in honor of Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 14th. Fleming is an infectious disease epidemiologist who works in international public health. She is the mom to nine-year-old Edela, a student at Salmonberry School. Sounder, did you always know you'd be a mom? How and when did you decide to enter into motherhood? Jessica Fleming, when I was young, I had a picture in my mind of getting married in my late twenties and having four children all before age thirty-five. Knowing what I have now, I'm glad that didn't pan out. I made an active decision to become a mother on my own in my early 40s, bolstered by encouragement and love from family and friends rallying around me. I adopted my amazing daughter Edela 3 years later. I was helped along the way by two dear friends who were also exploring paths to motherhood, and we supported one another through the highs and lows of international adoption. Our three children, all born in Ethiopia, are stair steps in age now, eight, nine, and ten years, and the kids see each other as siblings. Sounder, tell us about your child. J.F., even at nine years old, my daughter is a wise soul. Having experienced a lot of change as a tiny baby, she is extremely adaptable, and I sometimes feel that she already has life all figured out. Edela is very kind, smart, funny, capable, and level-headed. She is full of curiosity about the world, and she is crazy about dogs. Sounder. What did you learn from your own mom? J.F. My motherhood role models are my own mother, Marilyn, my sister, Shannon, and my sister-in-law, Nicole. At the heart of each of their different parenting styles is the deep love and respect they have for their children, their appreciation of the unique characters of each child, and dedication to helping cultivate individual passions and talents. My mother gave me a wide berth to be adventurous, take chances, and discover new things, but also gave me a lot of responsibility. It was supportive, but also reassuring and empowering. I strive to provide the same for my daughter. Sounder. What have you learned from your child? J.F. Edela has taught me patience, the importance of savoring the small things and appreciating the journey as opposed to focusing on the destination. She's a great teacher, too. She taught me the Shirley Temple and Maxie Ford tap steps on a recent wait for a late fairy. Sounder. What is the hardest part about being a mom? What is the best? J.F. 
I'm pretty independent, so the hardest thing about motherhood to me is feeling okay about asking for help. But what a gift when I do. Neighbors and friends offering a ride to school, an afternoon playdate so I can take a work call, an invitation to dinner after a long day at work. Edela and I are living proof that it takes a village to raise a child. And I love seeing how my daughter benefits from and flourishes within our village. Without question, becoming a mother is the best thing I've ever done with my life. I thank my lucky stars every day that I get to share life with such an incredible individual. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, three San Juan County deputies trained as animal control officers by Kelly Balcom Bartok. Animal cruelty is a crime. According to the Humane Society of the United States, animal neglect and abuse can be found in all social and economic situations and is common in both rural and urban areas. Animal abuse most often reported involves dogs, cats, horses, cows, and other livestock. Much like the rest of the country, animal abuse and neglect is not uncommon in San Juan County, and in the past often went unreported or unresolved. The most common examples of animal neglect here in the islands are starving livestock and dogs chained 24 hours a day in squalid conditions. Not unsurprising, considering the county has a long history of being a farming community, raising animals for food and other agricultural purpose and a large percentage of San Juan County residents are known to be animal lovers with pets of their own. According to Jan Murphy, former manager of the Animal Protection Society of Friday Harbor, a local nonprofit founded in 1982 in Friday Harbor, I was the manager at the animal shelter for about eight years, and it's a small community. So people started contacting me in my capacity as the manager of the animal shelter, but also in my personal life, reporting on different animal neglect and abuse cases all around the island. So I was constantly being made aware of these situations where dogs were tied up 24-7 or cows were being starved to death. What I learned was there were other concerned citizens on the island, too. And because I was in a leadership position at the animal shelter, I got a lot of phone calls, says Murphy. What we found, and when I say we, I have a core group of about 15 to 20 people that have been trying to get animal control on the island for at least 10 years that I'm aware of. And what we found was that our sheriff's office was largely unresponsive, unaware, and uneducated about what the laws were, what the codes were. Although many incidences of cruelty and neglect were and are regularly reported, the San Juan Sheriff's Office in the past was often either unable or unwilling to investigate or enforce laws meant to protect animals. For Murphy, Attempts to offer free training for officers fell on deaf ears. So we all kind of threw our hands up at that point, and it truly felt like we had hit a wall, and that we'd have to wait for a change in leadership. That's not to say some within the department didn't try. Retired San Juan County Deputy John Zerby recalls serving as the de facto animal control officer for the islands for many years not because he was tasked with the role, but because he liked animals and got along with them so well. 
According to Zerbi, the request for an animal control officer has been going on for at least 25 years now, but the department never felt there was a big enough need to dedicate time to animal control training. It hasn't been a necessity in the past, said Zerbi. We've always been shorthanded, and to send someone away for 80 hours of training, there's 80 hours of other training that the deputies need to perform their law enforcement duties. So we've never had the actual ability to send one person for 80 hours, let alone three people for 80 hours. Officers were going to child abuse investigation classes, financial investigation classes, crime scene investigation classes, and they're all running around 40 hours, some of them longer, adds Zerbi. Animal control just didn't pop to the top of the list. I think we were able to well manage it without having to devote that amount of time and the training. But now that it's here, it's going to be great. For Kristen Felso, current executive director of the Animal Protection Society, the addition of three animal control officers in San Juan County is a welcome and much-needed addition to the sheriff's office. I think for the shelter one of the most important things is that when a deputy gets a call from somebody concerned about animals, now they have somebody who can go out and know what they're looking at, says Felso. I think that that was often the problem in the past. Deputies would go out and address the call, but they didn't necessarily know what they should be looking for. How do I know this is neglect? How do I know this is abuse? So that alone is a huge step forward, adds Felso. I think that it shows a commitment from the sheriff's office. We often got many calls from people about animal control issues, and I think there was a level of frustration as they would call the sheriff's office and felt like they didn't get any response. And it's not our place to go out and address the situation. Now we can call the sheriff's office and there are people who have gone through the training, adds Felso. They'll answer your call and be able to do something. So it's just nice. It's nice to have a place to refer people to and to know that they have the training to act on the call. Deputy Nick Wainwright is one of the three San Juan County officers who recently took the animal control training at the Criminal Justice Training Center in Burien. Wainwright, who lives in Friday Harbor, is primarily assigned to San Juan Island. Deputy Jason Gross is assigned to Orcas Island, and Deputy Walker Vandenhazel is assigned to Lopez Island. The class is really designed for dedicated animal control officers, which most of our state has, says Wainwright. Some of the training was basic academy stuff, like how to take a report, how to write things, how to talk to people. Then we had training I didn't think of, but is super practical, like equine scoring, how to tell if a horse is being neglected or abused, and what they need. And the same, obviously, with dogs and cats. And then a big thing for us is resources, adds Wainwright. We now have all the official RCWs, and I know exactly what qualifies for various different things. But I also have a huge list of resources now. I've listened to these people. I've talked to them. I know what they're capable of and what can be provided. Or if I have questions, I know the right people to talk to. So it was a very good, very productive class. Having three officers on three different islands has numerous advantages, according to Wainwright. 
One advantage is that spreads us out, so that's not just one officer, but in fact three islands and three officers. And we're still resources to each other, says Wainwright. Jason had a potential horse abuse or horse neglect case, so he went, and then after he finished, we talked for like an hour about it, and went down stuff with each other like what's an old horse versus neglected. Animal control officers have a wide range of things they have to look into on abuse and or neglect calls. They need to have an understanding of issues related to animal health, such as guidelines on body condition systems, a method of determining if a specified type of animal is within the proper weight range and body mass index. So for Wainwright, it's especially helpful having more than one officer in the county because they can bounce things off each other. Wainwright added that although the animal control training occurred very quickly under the newly elected leadership of Sheriff Eric Peter, it came as no surprise to him that Sheriff Peter would fulfill his election campaign promise early in his tenure as sheriff. He had me signed up before he even took office, says Wainwright. He was my sergeant before, so he was already going in December. He was getting the ball moving, and he's like, hey, we've got this animal control case, and we need somebody. I volunteered. He's like, cool. And then, boom, we're going. For Murphy, this is a tremendous advancement, long in the making. I think what it means to anyone that lives in our county is that now we have a resource to go to when an animal is threatened, or animals are threatened, or people are threatened by animals at large. This is a positive change for the humans of our community as well as the animals. From the Islands Weekly, Canoes Are Returning On Sunday, May 21st, Indigenous paddlers from Washington tribes will converge on Lopez as part of the Gathering of the Eagles Canoe Encampment. This is an event being coordinated by Lummi community leaders and the Alliance of Earth, Sky, and Water Protectors. Two or three canoes will arrive around 3 p.m. at the Audlin County Park, Lopez. The voyaging canoes will be greeted by Lopez elders, followed by a community potluck at the Lopez Community Center at 5 p.m., and protocol and cultural exchange at 6 p.m. Please bring a food item to share and your dishes. Canoes will leave mid-morning on Monday, May 22nd to paddle through the island, traveling ancestral highways ending at Lummi Nation for potlatch, celebration, and solidarity over the weekend of May 26th to May 28th. The public is invited to participate in the arrival and later celebrations on Lopez and at Lummi. Volunteers are helping in various ways to welcome the canoe families. Donations are sought via GoFundMe at www.gofund.me backslash C21BC7FC to cover park fees, food, and supplies for the community potluck and for gifts. Information will be updated on Facebook. And now, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On April 26th, a deputy responded to a reported vehicle collision on Orcas. It appeared the driver may have fallen asleep or been driving while fatigued. There were no injuries. A deputy on San Juan took a walk-in report of found property, 
The deputy was given a large garbage bag that contained personal belongings and rotten food. The bag was booked into evidence as found property, and the food was disposed of. What a way to dispose of your belongings. A deputy on San Juan responded to an animal noise call. The reporting party explained that a neighbor's dog gets out of its yard and always barks. The dog's owner was contacted and knew about their dog getting out that day. The owner was issued a dog-at-large letter. On April 28th, a San Juan deputy stopped the driver of a vehicle because the car's title had not been transferred. The driver was arrested and booked for felony DUI, assault third degree, obstructing a law enforcement officer, and DWLS third degree. That sounds like a pretty big reaction for a late transfer of title notice. And in conclusion, as always, the best sheriff's log entries come from Lopez. On April 29th, a Lopez resident reported possible damage to his vehicle, though there was no evidence at the time. This concludes the May 10th, 2023 edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this spring with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for listening, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.